When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to talk about Big Randy's game for a minute. You know the little bump shots he hits from just off the green? That hybrid might seem like an obvious idea now. Who wouldn't want the best parts of a long iron and a fairway wood mixed together? But before the first hybrid clubs went on the market 20 years ago, somebody had to invent that. And that's what Cooper has done with its new Discoverer Rugged Trek truck tire. Combining the improved grip and aggressive look of an off-road tire with a smooth, quiet ride of a road tire. The Rugged Trek is a hybrid that gives you the best of both worlds. It's an invention so good that in another 20 years, it'll just seem so obvious. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Good segue into a course that's probably the other end of the spectrum, the last course we played, which is Gray Walls. We're already on the last course? Up in <laughs> the Uper, the Upper Peninsula. Marquette Golf Club, Gray Walls um, course, yeah. Yes, yeah, so two courses at Marquette Golf Club, uh, Gray Walls and the other one, TC? Uh, it's like the, it's, they call it the Heritage Course. There's nine original Langford and Moreau uh, holes there where Craig, the superintendent there, who's wonderful, we got a chance to talk to him, Mike DeVries has, has kind of, they, they've been kind of trying to, it's like a passion project for Craig, kind of expanding these greens out, dusting this thing off a little bit and, and kind of showing people like, yo, you have like very rare architectural bones here, you know, and, and trying to get them because they're, they're kind of interspersed between the 18 holes on that heritage course. So trying to get, you know, kind of keep dusting that off and get it back to where they want it to be. And then they've got a, a completely... Like, you know, Mike Strantz, LSD style. <laughs> yeah. So great. The Gray Walls course, uh, first off, designed in, in 2005 at the end of, it seems like the end of Mike DeVries' absolute heater in Michigan. Um, it's on extremely provocative land um, and rock outcroppings everywhere, hence the name Gray Walls. They, they show up uh, a bunch on the front nine. Uh, it's up on the... South coast, just off the south coast of Lake Superior with views of the lake. Um, we didn't have a ton of them. It was, it was a little bit of an overcast day. Uh, I got some, you know, north north of the wall Viking vibes up there. You know, <laughs> that, that was kind of even the logo with the two flags. I was just like, you know, we got to, you know, fear the north kind of yeah. thing, keeping the wildlings out. Um, <laughs> was also blown away that Marquette, the school is not in, in Marquette. I, I kind of thought maybe... Northern Michigan's there, though. The Superior Dome, the world's largest uh, wooden dome. Yeah. So, if, and, I'm, I'm, can we? I'm amazed you guys thought a Big East school was in I the was, Upper Peninsula uh, of Michigan. Not, I just not you really, guys. Don't say you guys. I, yeah, that was me. Me. My not brother went me. to Marquette. I, I just never okay. put the. I guess I just assumed. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's where we're going. Anyway, not doesn't matter. I would say 
the course was like I said, it's very unique, and I would encourage it's it's there to be experienced. I, I had some. It wasn't my favorite course that we played. It was very it's extreme. Uh, extreme, yes. Which I think people like as a golf experience. It felt like an amusement park. It was laid out. It was probably the longest. Just to kick things off, the longest cart ride from the clubhouse to the first tee was I would I think it was over a mile and you go through the course and you're like you just like where is the first the first tee is almost the center of the maze yeah and then you tee off and it kind of unwraps itself and it's very confusing the routing's confusing so all of that I was like wow this is like why did we you know I have a lot of questions about why <laughs> why it was done the way it was done it's the eighth wonder of the um, world like you're almost <laughs> wondering like like it, at least the front nine Man, like I, I know that it's cool that they built a golf course here, but like, should they have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's some I, some holes I'll never forget. Um, uh, the first one is number five. It's a short par four, over a uh, you know blind tee shot with a lot of lot of blind shots out there, uh, with a I would say over a hundred foot um, rock like sheer rock wall behind the green on a drivable par four where you can't see where you're going with this like lone massive pine tree at the top which probably made it like 200 feet high and i just found myself just staring at it, like truly amazed and i i felt that way on several of the holes now part of what i loved about diamond springs i almost wish there was more of that at gray walls which was one or two really thoughtful features that are dictating the way the hole plays and a lot uh, many times during the round i felt like there was a lot of mounding. There was a million humps and bumps in the fairways, not so much around the greens, that made a lot of balls roll to the same spot, which is not my favorite thing on a golf course when you know everybody's drive, no matter what club you hit, ends up in the same spot. Kind of takes some of the strategy away from me and just, uh, just a lot going on where maybe it didn't need to be or um, you know, a hole that comes to mind for that is number 11. It was a par four, uh, kind of goes way down and then up, and there was... I want to say four or five bunkers just kind of scattered within a hundred from 150 yards to the green, making the decision off the tee, like just, you know, just hit an iron, right? There was no, but you have a hill to climb if you're going to yeah, hit an iron. I know it's, it, yeah. but there was nowhere to hit. It was just like, but it was, on kinda, the tee, it was kind of randomized. It's like, right? yo, why would I, there's no reason to hit it. I'll just take the blind shot from the fairway. So some of that is like, take up, maybe take a couple of, I don't know why all those bunkers were there. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. So some of that is like, maybe a little too much in spots. Um, and then, you know, similar to the loop when what Tron said, the, you know, playing that course for the first time, being so remote, the yardage book wasn't, wasn't helping me out much on, on where to go, right? And it's a course that played long, and I think I hit two or three drivers all day. So there wasn't a whole lot of reason. Not, not saying I wanted to overpower the course, but sometimes I want a reason, like I, I was saying at 15 at Diamond Springs, I want a reason to hit the hero shot, to go for it, to try to hit the hard shot now instead of later. And you had to be very, very patient out there with that course. It struck me a lot as much less, especially looking at Kingsley or Pilgrims around the, you know, or even the mines, like much less uh, strategic and much more just like, yo, I bet you've never seen something like this before. Yeah. Which I, again, much like the loop is like, was it my favorite course that we played? Like, no, but do I respect that idea of just like, yes, yo, here, I, you know, I bet you didn't think we could do this, but the, here it the is. The loop so like, felt huh. like felt like a double black diamond with you know that, that's got uh, it's either just crazy steep or you got just really really technical moguls. This felt like you were off piste 
you are doing, you are just like, you are dropping in off of, you know, back country. The ski patrol warning signs at the, at the gate are, yeah. are waiting for you. And, we're, and, we're not responsible for anything yeah. that happens on this side of the mountain. And, and like, you know, number one, can we just talk about that green? Do you want to talk about like, we kept saying this with all the other DeVries courses we've mentioned, like, man, what a first impression. I, I think I said this to camera. It was like. After I made fucking fifteen on that hole, I'm like, all right, if that, if if he's trying to like lure us in with the first impression, like my first impression of this place is like, oh my god, I'm terrified to see what the other seventeen holes are like. This this might be a long day for me. And that long, broad slope that fronts the green, you've got that on either side of the green, yeah. And so it's that same theme you've seen from some of the other Devries courses, but you could legitimately ping pong it back and forth on that green like five, six, seven times in a row, and just not, you know, just just keep hitting it back and forth. And I, I did wonder too what our opinions. I mean, I don't think anybody disliked it. I think it, any criticisms were probably stemming more from the fact that it was our seventeenth course that we that we'd seen on this trip or whatever. I, I wonder what it would have been like if we would have got off the plane and and played that first. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it would have been an absolute like sensory overload in a good way. Just like oh my god, I can't wait to see what's around this corner or what's going on. I think by the time that all of our bodies are a little broken down and we're not quite as in control of our, our golf games. It just, it felt like it was a lot tough course to play with low energy. Yeah, yeah it, it was. And I think I, the conclusion I came to this was just like, it, I, it came highly recommended, came highly lauded. And I, I had pretty big expectations for it and it just wasn't a great match for me. That's not to say, I don't feel passionately about that. Like I kind of did with the loop on the specific features about the loop that I think were just not appropriate for any skill level. It just, it, it like to Neil's point, like I, you kind of, I tried a lot of pretty difficult shots on that day and I got up there and I was kind of like, yeah, you know what? Like there was no reason to even try it. And I like the balance of like, you can try it, but here's the price you're going to pay. And after seeing a lot of them, it was kind of like, no, you don't even need to try it. And that kind of golf on repeat, I love like having to strategically place your way around a course with irons, if it's a kind of a narrow course or you're navigating a couple pot bunkers here and there, but on something like that wild, I love to explore the, the, the golf course and, you know, feel like I'm free to hit shots. And I just didn't get that feeling, especially after seeing it and looking back at the holes, like, dude, shit, I don't even really know what, what, cause like if I hit three, what's going to end up there. If I hit driver, it's going to end up there. If I hit four iron, it's going to end up right in that same spot. And it just, it, it, not much land was moved, if at all, in building this, and it, you could kind of tell in some spots. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I think a lot of that's just dictated by how severe the land is, right? Yeah, like it's reactionary hard, for it, right? It's hard enough to have one way to play the hole, let alone trying to create two ways to play the holes is is going to be just almost impossible. It felt yeah. it felt a little bit like Tothill Farm. Yes, um, totally. You know, very extreme, and like, you know they did the best they could on certain parts of the property. Uh, and it's thrilling, like to to oh. hit a lot of those shots. It's crazy to sit out. What was it? Part uh, the part three six six. Yeah, six. it's Oof. like you're standing on that tee box. You're like, and that's not yeah. like there's a bunch of strategy to it, to that hole. It's just like, yeah, either you hit the shot or you don't. But like, take some pictures. This is pretty fucking yeah. wild. Like, Five six seven. Yeah, I can't I wait loved. to go back and like like I, like I want to play with a fresh set of eyes and with a with a a second time around knowing what you know knowing what I know. I think some of it on the part three is just kind of how how disjointed the routing has to be to, to to fit these holes in i thought it was one of the best sets of part threes i've ever played number three was um, awesome three was unbelievable six was unbelievable uh 17 was a great hole like it's, it's very very like thrilling part three shots what's the, the other greens one? were great 15, 15 is the other one just yeah. seems cool yeah. cool on those long part threes that were 
yeah, long, broad slopes, cool ways to kind of feed the ball Great. in. And yeah. yeah, it was that was really cool. Agreed. I, I would we've said this a couple times on this pod alone, but there were a lot of courses we played that were great match play courses. Randy and I were discussing this felt like the uh, the other way around where you're trying to like if you're you know, we're all playing matches out there and it's like you're trying to play your opponent, but we were just you feel uncomfortable on the tees. Yeah. Right. And it's like you know, it's it's, like, it's tough to play the course and your opponent. You're kind of, <laughs> yeah. You don't know which of one of them to stand at. off a little bit <laughs> out there. I, and and I, I, it's kind of the opposite of what I didn't like about the loop was tee to green. It just wasn't really working for me. Once you got on the greens and the approach shots were really interesting and the slopes and and how you know they kind of had some friendly kickers and some some punishing kicks as well. But that was all really working for me. It was just kind of like there's the a sh- lot of knobs out yeah. there and a lot of a lot of visual stuff going on off the yeah. tee. It, I think, like, standout holes, like, I, th- I thought 10, that that short part four, kind of up the hill, that was a really, really handsome, cool-looking hole. Um, I love the back nine. I love the back, like, the, the front nine gets all the accolades as far as the... Well, the front nine's a lot more dramatic, right? You dramatic have, holes. You have a lot the, of the rock faces and that stuff, and the back is feels uh, much more traditional. I thought the back was where the juice was. I, I didn't really care for 11, but, but like, really after that, I thought... Uh, 12 was cool. I thought 13 was like one of the better par fives we played on the trip. Yeah. Awesome green, really like cool some green. like kind of a Maxwell style mound there. Uh, it looked like you were hitting off into just outer space, you know, long, long of that green. And then you, you get up there and realize, oh, there's another 20 feet back here. 14 was just a no bunkers or anything. It plays up. You know, there's, there's this little Canyon there. I thought 18 was really, really interesting. It's like you're playing into this like funnel or colander and you're, it's, it's wild. And then it just, it spits you out through this little spout, through this little neck. And then you play up and the, the green looks super benign from 200 yards out. And it's actually sloped right to left. And there's a big mound right in the middle of it that we had a left pin and that was a really, really tough pin. And if you were on the right side of that, that was going to be an impossible pin to get to from, you know, short right of that but green. Every, every ball is off the tee, like from six iron to driver is ending up in the same spot. It's I, like a so governor I, on the engine. I talked to Mark, the the uh, director of golf, about it afterwards. And I was asking him because they had had their co-championship and he was saying, no, like actually that a lot of guys hit driver there and get it down past the neck. And you've got, you know, you can get it down past there. I, I think there's something to be said for... Huh? You know, <laughs> really? I mean, that just doesn't seem possible. It's a five yard wide neck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for. I, I agree. Like, it, it does seem like six iron and driver is going to end up in the same spot, which, from a, you know, hashtag shot value perspective, probably not great. But from a, like, is it fun to give everybody a chance to go for a par five and two at the end of the day? Like, yeah, that's that's, that's where I'm at. I'm like, it's just not a great match for me, yeah. right? I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm it's not saying it's a flaw. Shot golf course. I'm yeah. Not, yeah, I'm not saying it's a flaw in any way. It just like, just didn't 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 strike me. But I thought overall too. I thought it, it kind of completed the loop. On we saw Devries do some really really gentle, subtle stuff at yeah. Pilgrim's Run and Diamond Springs. We saw the same themes in play, but a different application yep. of them here. And I, so I thought. Kingsley was the perfect distillation of all those things yes. yeah. in one place. Well said. Randy, what, any thoughts on uh, on gray balls? No, I think you guys pretty well captured it. I, I think I fell prey a little bit to the expectations of it. And, and I'll say it, it certainly didn't disappoint in my expectations of the wildness and the scale. Uh, I, I think where it 
came up short for me personally was just being a more difficult, I guess, not as pleasing round of golf as I was hoping. And I think uh, as our last Mike DeVries course, you know, I, I just wonder had we had it, like you said, had we played it first or played it before Kingsley, you know, I, I think it would have slotted in uh, a whole lot better. To me, like the, the whole timing of it felt so much like Enniscrown and yeah. how we ended Ireland and just the type of course and, and some of the harshness and, you know, blind aspects of it. It's one I really want to get back to. I want to spend, uh, I think I could spend two days in Marquette. I don't know if I'd be dying to spend more than a couple of days there, but, you know, certainly would, would love to get back and, and also play the, the Heritage 9, which yeah. has a... The original has nine lengths and Moreau holes as well, I, I think would be a lot of fun. I'm dying to get back there, especially to play those, but also just like I think I would like, you know, some of the same criticisms I had of the greens at Forest Dunes, I probably have the, some of the tee shots. You know, it feels like there's there's some of that there. But it, I, for me, Gray Wall has completely redeemed itself with having some spectacular greens and, and you know, just knowing what I – knowing what I'm supposed to do and there's different ways to do it. There's different ways to accomplish it, but the objective is clear, right? Mm -hmm. 